Yeah, buddy. Take a swig of that beer. Yeah, is that an easy eddy? It is an easy eddy. Yeah, no, I noticed bought, the can and a little hop on bought it. Me, bought me a little 12-pack of easy tonight just because I knew it was going to be a fucking... It was going to be a good night. It's a special oh, oh, night. Oh, yeah, three three seconds in, dropping F-bombs. I dig. It's a, it's, a, it's a special night. It's an exciting night. We back, baby. I just want to give we you back? a few dates, man. Okay, and I want you to I want you to see if you can recognize what these dates might be. They're they're important dates in history. Okay, uh-huh. uh, uh, you yeah. ready? Uh-huh. Uh, let's go. Let's go with uh, have them. <laughs> June June fifth, twenty twenty one, June twenty seventh, twenty twenty one. Okay, and then July third, twenty twenty one. Do you know what those three days are? The last three podcasts that we recorded. Yeah, those are the last three podcast episodes that were published uh, for the DTS podcast. And uh, as you might know, it is two tonight as we record, and it will be it will be August first before this is published. So it's good true. old month. It has, yeah, yeah, three episodes we, uh, a month. We're not the most consistent. Okay, I will say we have been prior to the summer well, of 2021. We'd been pretty on top of it to the point that Tony. Sure. Goddamn Welchel recorded a solo dolo yellow podcast, which if you look at the iTunes charts, still still up there. You know what I mean? So we were pretty podcast of all time. Still, still on there. But what I will say is, yeah, summer 2021 might have been a little fucked up. Well, it might be a little fucked yeah, up. Yeah, it's just there's a listen, we can't make an excuse for it. We, you know, I think we just need to understand going forward that this may not be the most consistent week in, week out podcast of all time. We have that intention. Right. But shit comes up. Some things we'll talk about. Right. Uh, life yeah. comes at you fast. Grab a Snickers. Is that, is that the, I, is sure. that the one? It's, it should be now. Anyway, I will say there was a couple times during our hiatus uh, over the last month that I was fully prepared to record, which is not normal. Like normally, and I will gladly put this on me and this isn't a dick by any means, but normally I'm the guy that is impeding us recording. Right. Like it's normally. Yeah, yeah. Derek Vance, it's like, hey, I got shit going oh, on. Hey, I can't oh, do this. Whatever. Game. We know, right? This time, unfortunately, Tony had some shit, right? Tony had some shit going on. And I, Derek Vance doesn't solo dolo yellow. That's not Derek Vance's scene. Why would Derek Vance solo dolo yellow the DTS podcast? Derek Vance's favorite part of the week on Thursdays, specifically at 830. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so Derek Vance's favorite part yeah, on yeah, Thursday yeah. at 830. Is hanging out with his best friend Tony Welchel. Yeah. Oh, hanging out with Tony. Gotcha. Yeah. And and what I will say, and this is where the dig comes, is unfortunately, Tony has spent a a giant amount of his time, even when he had nothing bad going on, playing a fuck ton of EverQuest. And so he's spending Uh, more time playing EverQuest than he was. I'm not prepared for the abuse. So here's where the dig comes in is that Tony. We this is an this, this is an intervention. This I need is an intervention. Request vention. I need I need you back, and I need you to delete that game on air right now. <laughs> First of all, no, it just ain't happening. Okay. I mean, I I am I am I'm fully trying. enthralled it's, with the. I tried request. to get him back. I tried to bring him back. He said no. You heard it. It's heard it it's like first. it's like. Let me think about it for you. Like it's like going back and playing Super Mario World, right? Yeah. I mean, you're just in, right? As soon as you turn it on, you're in, and you got to go beat Bowser. That's how it is. So, yeah, except um, this game doesn't have Bowser. 
Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, I know I'm not. <laughs> it I just, just doesn't before. It just doesn't. Be- just before we hit the intro music, I just want to ask you, and, and you know, then we'll talk about why we've been gone, and we'll just jump into uh-huh. the show. But I just want to ask you before we hit the intro music, just give me a rough estimate of in the last four weeks, how many hours of EverQuest do you think I've played? Um, I'm gonna go upwards of 200 hours. Mm. I swear to God, if I'm way off, we've got problems. Yeah, hello and welcome to the DTS podcast. Uh, my name is Tony. Hello, I'm Derek. This is uh, episode 102 of the DTS podcast, which, you know, you'd said upwards of 200 hours. You're not, you're a little high. Okay. So price is right. You're not winning, right? That's fair. But you're not I'm okay. that you know far off. Do you want a second I'm guess? okay. Uh, I'm going to go with 169 hours. <laughs> Okay, I see what you did there. It it is like 160 hours. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I have I have a full time job playing EverQuest. Basically, if you do the math, <laughs> I was gonna say do the math really quick and tell me what that is. Uh, yeah. I think, you've play, uh, I think you've capped my hours I played. Uh, I think this is hyperbole. I think you're capping the hours I played of uh, Call of Duty last year at this point. I just want. Yeah, yeah. That's that. No, I mean, you no, played no, like, no. I played a fucking ton of Call of Duty. I was gonna pull it. Yeah, up. I think you played That's like nine here. days or something like that. Which nine times twenty four actually maybe pretty close. Pretty close. But uh, I'm just gonna say, uh, listen, for four hundred eight hours of eight hours of Call of Duty last year in 2020. So no, lot. you're doing okay. Yeah, holy cow. Uh, well, you did it in a year. I've done it in under a month. So. <laughs> I played 79 hours of Apex. So you've doubled what I played at Apex in a year? Yeah, yeah. You've done that in a little over two months. I'm going to say this, right? And Apex and Warzone aren't good examples to back up what I'm about to say because those games are free. Right? Okay. But for <laughs> a $15, for a $15 initial free. investment, listen, motherfucker. Okay. You pay 15 bucks to sub. EverQuest is free to play on certain servers, so you know you don't have to pay, but they have a premium subscription, right? Now, to, the, the whole thing that brought me back to EverQuest, it's a 20-year-old game. The whole thing that brought me back is that they have these time-lock progression servers, so they basically kind of like WoW Classic. You restart at, like, day one EverQuest, you put in a character, and there's just an accelerated release for the expansions. Like, every two months, they're dropping a new expansion on you. Oh, um, that's on, what on. really interests me. I also have accelerated releases, but I spend those in the bedroom. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, they, they they don't take you 160 hours. I can tell you that. Oh, man. 160 seconds. 160 maybe. seconds. Yeah, exactly yeah. Right. Nicholas yeah, Cage yeah. gone in 60 seconds. That's that's Derek. <laughs> you know when you enter yeah. when you enter Derek's house above the bedroom is just a poster for gone in 60 seconds, and you're like, why is this here? And then you look at the coconut, and she's like, you know, it's there. Inspiration. <laughs> exactly Listen, right. You, she she was telling you the other day that the the headboard is where the good D is, and we're gonna put a plaque on there. I'm in and out 60 seconds delivering the best of the best. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how much more I want to say about EverQuest. I, you pay 15 bucks, you subscribe. They have built-in mechanics in the game to get items that 
re up your sub time. So I have not invested past the fifteen dollars. The initial. Um, Can I? Yeah, I do. I do have a question. All right. So, WoW Classic not super well received. However, no. you seem to be all in on this EverQuest time lock stuff. What What do you think is the difference for you? That like, is there just so much nostalgia for EverQuest that you love it? And the, the wild stuff you didn't or, or what, what's there? I will tell you that um, 100%. I think the thing that makes EverQuest successful is the social socialization, socialization, right? Wow. Very quickly introduced mechanics so that you could like get grouped up with complete randos automatically. Right. LFGs and, and stuff like, like that. that. Yep. Yeah, and EverQuest, I mean, EverQuest has an LFG mechanic, but you have, like, if I want to form a group, like, because I want to go get some goddamn experience, right, and level up, I got to go into this LFG, I got to send these people messages, I got to recruit them, okay, okay, (laughs) I see what you did there, I got to recruit them, we got to wait to meet up, you got to travel to the location, I mean, there is no hand-holding in this game, it forces you into these social interactions, and I also think that the class mechanics are much more in depth um so it's kind of hard to pinpoint but i'll tell you what i've had more social interaction in one month of everquest than i have probably in the last five years of video gaming combined are they as easily digestible as wow was because i feel like wow's got a pretty streamlined again never played everquest so i don't know and you've played both does wow have a leg up when it comes to how it's streamlined necessarily and that's where it's not necessarily that they're shoveling past the social interaction, but because of the streamlined effect that EverQuest isn't that way, that's why you have these interactions. I, I tell you this. So there's a reason that EverQuest peaked in its heyday at like 800,000 subscribers and wow peaked at like 15 million. Okay. There's a yeah, reason. 20 million, something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wow is just undeniably a much more easy pick up and go game. You can solo sure. in Wow, and and you yeah, can't absolutely. really I, do I that. Did. Yeah, you cannot really. You can play on your own in Wow. I mean, you can level up from one to whatever the I max is. Seven, 60 I did or it to seventy seven. Oh yeah, whatever. Yeah, I did it to seventy seven. Yeah, there, there's dedicated quest. You go to this person. They got a thing above their head. So even though the name of the game is EverQuest, right? There's not a lot of questing. That thing's called an exclamation point, Tony. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Um, but in EverQuest, you really can't. I mean, short of being a couple classes and it taking fucking forever, you really cannot um, level up on your own. You have to have a group. You have to kind of go into these dungeons or these these specific zones, uh, find and travel to these what they call camps, right? So, like, if you go into a zone... There's probably like eight or nine different what they call camps. So and and that zone might rate take you from level 40 all the way up to 60, but you just go to different camps because the, the mobs are higher level, et cetera, et cetera. So there, it's just a much more intricate game. There's definitely a lot more kind of like to learn and master, um, but it doesn't have like at, at least not in the in the version you know, the first few years of EverQuest, five or six years into EverQuest, it got a little more handheldy when when WoW was literally sucking away all of its subscribers. But I'll tell you this, the active, like the live servers, the ones that are 20 years going on in EverQuest, they have active subscribers of, I want to say like 60 to 80,000 and um, probably another several 
tens of thousands that play for free. So call it a hundred thousand. There's already just in these time lock progression servers that they've had, there's already 150,000 people uh, paying to play. So, I mean, it's obviously working for them. And the other thing yeah. that I would say is it's ran the, the server that I play on that makes it really fun and interesting is it's completely randomized loot. So instead of this one enemy drops this one item and you can farm that guy for this item, they share loot tables with similar level uh, rare enemies across the entire game. So it's you never know what you're going to get. Sometimes you get shit and sometimes you get really good gear. So that makes it pretty fun, too. I will say uh, before I don't know how much more you want to say, but um, I will say this game's 22 years old. But the reason I'm going to give it a little, yeah, yeah, I'm going to give it a little props because it was originally released on Stone Cold Day, 1999. And I'm okay with that. 316. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Yeah. I don't want to talk anymore about EverQuest. It's still an addiction. I'm probably going to play it most of this weekend because I don't really have many plans other than maybe, maybe I'll go check out the balloon festival in Indianola. Not sure. Hmm. Um, But there you go, man. I mean, EverQuest is, is kicking. I got to tell you. I looked up my played time. Um, I I went through a lot of hassle to find my original account. Dave, so so uh, EverQuest was originally owned by Sony Online Entertainment yeah. way back yep. in the day. They've gone I through several that. acquisitions, and now it's now it's owned by a company called Daybreak. And so I went through a lot of hassle contacting Daybreak to find my old account because first of all, who has their email address from fucking 19, 20 years ago? Nobody. Is right? this, it was probably so, like fucking big dick bald man, 1999 or something. I, I don't, I can tell you what my, uh, my screen name was. You want to know what that is? I do. They, they tracked Prince it down. Jake. Proud liberal. No, it wasn't. <laughs> oh yeah, bud. Proud liberal. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Living with that Steve Welcher back in the day. How much has changed, huh? Yeah, living with Steve Welcher back in the day. But oh I looked God. at my original playtime on that account. Do you, do you even care to venture to guess how many hours I put in EverQuest back in the day? Can you give me a year count that you played so I can try to guesstimate a little better? Was it like the first two I, I years, from, first three years? I played from release. So we're talking like middle school. 99. Yeah, I, yeah. Played, I played till 2011. So 1999 or 2000 to 2011, I'm, I'm I played a, pretty actively that entire time. And you probably had less responsibilities then, which you don't have very many now. I'm going to go with 1500 because I, I got kids, 1500 hours, not even close higher. Yeah. You need to add like multiple <laughs> 4,000 hours. No, no <laughs> higher. No. Tony, 8,000 hours. Here's what I'll tell you. I can tell you how many total combined days I played. You ready? Oh, no. Yeah, I guess. I played a combined between all, all my characters and accounts. I played a combined total days, 454 days. Oh my God! You played a which year is and a half little under game. eleven thousand hours. 11, now hours, what I yeah. eleven thousand. What I'll tell 11, you though 000. is that wow. unlike WoW and common MMOs, uh, part of playing EverQuest is sometimes you would literally leave your computer logged in for days at a time sure. to try to sell things on a market. So there's gotta be there's gotta be probably. I don't know, 50 of those days, which doesn't sound like a lot, but 50 of those days where I'm just not at the computer. But uh, 
Yeah. You, you know what? Fucking loser Shut up, for a long time. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. Why weren't we here? And why may we not be here? Okay. Um, tough cookie to crumble. I'll start off by saying that most recently, the last couple weeks is my fault because I had uh, stones of the kidney variety. And I, I never wish for you to have those. I, you know what? Uh, so as I, as I grew up and heard about kidney stones, everyone just kept telling me, you know, it's from fucking, you drink all that Mountain Dew and you're going to get a kidney stone. And so like, I've always had this fearful nature and I haven't drank, I really don't drink that much pop anymore. I just don't haven't for probably yeah, the last I mean, years. not sugar pop um, for me, you know, I've, I've traded it in for these bad boys, uh, which also have sugar in it. <laughs> Beer has plenty of sugar in it. Um, Absolutely. But I've always been super fearful of just like um, like a mountain growing in my kidney and having to chisel away at it. And then all of a sudden, right. my friend of the show, Chris Dugan, had it happen twice to him. Yeah, I remember. And then yeah. Tony calls me like two weeks ago at this point in the hospital scares the fuck out of me in the middle of my morning at work. And I'm like baffled at what's going on. He's calling to tell me that I'm number three on the hit list in case something goes wrong. That fucking... on the emergency contact. <laughs> well, I, so I told you because I just checked into the, I checked in the hospital, which first of all, okay. If, if anything can convince me that our entire medical system is fucking trash. It's One of the trying to go room. to the ER on, on yeah. a Sunday night. Uh, but yeah, I called you because I after nine hours sitting in the ER, I finally got checked in and they were like, hey, take this tablet, do this shit, sign your life away, basically. And I had to yeah. I had to have three emergency contacts. Um, right. I had my mom. Uh, I had no uh, my brother. And yeah. and I was like, well, I, you know, I can't I can't leave Carly in here. So I took Carly out and I, yeah. I put in Derek couldn't, and my mom Steve. immediately calls me. Right. This is like seven o'clock in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning. Um, my mom immediately calls me. Are you in the hospital? I'm like, what? She's like, I got a notice from Mercy that I'm an emergency contact. I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, okay. Yeah. Come on up, Barb. I know you're not going to stay home now. So yep. then I called you. I was like, hey, I don't know if you're going to get a text, but I'm in the hospital. I was very, con I was truly very concerned about what was going on. Like, I was really nervous. I mean, it was bad. Things have been, you know, Thank God for narcotic, nar narcotics. Narcotics, yeah. I mean, well, no, not thank yeah. God, because you didn't have shit after you left the first fucking time. Oh, so Tony man. got checked. Yeah, I mean, Tony got checked into the hospital for these stones of the kidney variety, and, and he's yeah. there, right? And it's, you know what? It's fucking money in the bank night. So we already had plans of, like, we're going to talk about money in the bank. Like, we're going to bro out for some fucking WWE. Well, then Tony's stuck True. at the fucking hospital with his cell phone, and that's it. Because he's not getting yeah. let go. Finally gets everything taken care of, squared away. Mind you, he had to have surgery for this, and he'll, I'm sure maybe he'll discuss that, whatever. But I didn't hear from Tony yeah, for yeah. a good solid eight hours. And it's not like eight hours of him playing EverQuest where I just know that he's just ignoring me for his other friends. <laughs> I was trying to get uh, you to bring a like top up. I'm like, I'll install EverQuest to play. <laughs> he's, he's like, hey, bring your Mac that I know you don't use. It sits by your bed and, and put Matt fucking put EverQuest on it for me. Um, yeah. But I got legitimately nervous that I was like, I have not heard from Tony and I know he was going into surgery. And like, mm -hmm. this has just been the year of bad shit. So my mind went some yeah. bad places. And finally he was like, no, I'm good. They let me out a couple hours ago. I'm good. But the problem with this is they gave Tony no medicine for this. They said, Hey, you know, fucking Tylenol check that shit. You're all right, man. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Your dick. No big deal. 
Yeah. So you get in there, they're like these kidney stones, definitely the worst pain you ever felt in your life. I mean, uh, you know, I, we won't ever go through pregnancy, but they say this is worse than pregnancy. And so, um, I get in there Saturday night late, go, I go downtown to, to mercy. I get checked in, takes almost six hours to even get out of the emergency room. And I'm, I'm howling in pain. I'm like puking. Uh, I mean, the pain was so bad. I was like nauseous and, uh, I get checked into the hospital finally, right around like seven or eight o'clock in the morning. Um, they check in. That's when I called you see the doctor. They start finally after like six hours of intense, excruciating pain, you get checked in, they put an IV in and then immediately they're like, boom, Dilaudid. Dilaudid's like pretty hardcore it's narcotic. It's usually pill form heroin is what, I mean, that's what it was. The wife got it prescribed exactly. at one point. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it yeah. could be liquid form also, but pill it's, form heroin, it's very liquid form short heroin. Term. Yes. It works for about an hour, but it works in like 60 seconds. So, I mean, it was immediate relief. I pretty much fell asleep and they come in and they, they keep doing you up Dilaudid after an hour, Dilaudid after an hour, a little morphine, blah, blah, blah. Um, Sounds like finally a see the neurologist. Yeah, there you go. I, I finally see this urologist at like one o'clock in the afternoon. Um, in in the ER room, still not admitted to the hospital. And he's like, okay, I go get a CT scan. You know, he says, yep, you got this stone. It's five centimeters or five millimeters, which is about as big as you could ever. Yeah, no shit. He's like, that's basically as big as you can pass, but it'll be pretty painful. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, we could admit you to the hospital. If you don't pass it within a day, we're just going to go in and take it out. And so that's what happened. I got admitted, didn't come out. It didn't even move. It shifted one time, but it didn't get out of my kidneys. So yeah, I mean, they went in, they scoped it out. They, they like break it up with a laser and they fish it all out. And then within a few hours of that surgery, I'm on Monday, I'm getting sent home. And I specifically asked like, okay, no, they're like, well, I'm like, what do I got to go to the pharmacy for? They're like, oh, we're going to give you some stool softeners, you know, cause you've been on these narcotics. I'm like, no antibiotics, no pain pills. I'm like, no, I just take some over the counter, you know, Tylenol or ibuprofen or whatever. I'm like, uh, okay. So I go home Monday night, motherfucker. I wake up in the middle of the night, just in absolute excruciating pain. And, uh, I got no choice. I go back, back to the hospital. Right. I go back right. to the emergency room and turns this out, guess what? I had an infection. One. Not the same, not one, the same one. I go to a different, I go to the mercy out in West Des Moines and, uh, I get checked in same deal. They put me on narcotics immediately. First thing the urologist says to me is, Hey, we, you know, your pee sample definitely have an infection. Um, are you taking the antibiotics? I go, no fucking antibiotics, bud. <laughs> no, nobody prescribed me jack shit. I don't even have, he's like, okay, well, um, what'd they give you like Vicodin or something? And I'm like, no motherfucker. They didn't give me nothing. So he's like, oh, okay. And he, he, you could tell he was like, what? But he just didn't want to like shit on this other urologist. Apparently. I don't know. Right. So long story short, it got fixed. I got sent home. I got antibiotics. I got, I got Percocets or whatever they're called. And, uh, I'm good. It took a few days. Plus I got this tube that was in your, in you that you had to pull out eventually. I mean, uh, spare you all the details. I'm just letting you know. Don't want to ever go through that again. Now, I think you're fine. I don't think the the only contributing factor that they know of diet wise is high sodium. So 
you know, unless you're, which, you know, I'm a fat ass and I, I eat a lot of processed foods, which have a ton of sodium. So there's your, there's your chance. Right. But it's not, it's not related to sugar. That's called diabetes, which will also kill you. But, uh, you know, yeah. So, I mean, listen, congratulations. Uh, you've made it through the first 30 minutes of this return episode. And we've talked about EverQuest and kidney stones. Hey, you know what? If if this isn't a way for you to keep listening, then I don't know what is. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, though, I that I prepared for while I was in the hospital. Wearing a mask. Wearing a mask again. Yeah, I figured. Uh, I had a mask a bitch, on that entire it? fucking time. I just can't. Delta variant. It's killing motherfuckers, man. I, I can't fathom. Like, we we lived last year, right? We lived through it. And I can't fathom doing it again. I couldn't. I don't think I could. I'm I I don't think I will, frankly. I mean (laughs) the 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 likelihood that you're gonna get it is extremely low. The likelihood that you're going to contract and spread it is even lower. So I'm vaccinated. Like literally fuck the people that aren't vaccinated. Fully vaxxed, and yeah, I, I definitely don't. I'm not condemning people because everyone it's free country. You literally do whatever you want, but I think there is enough scientific evidence at this point to say, get the fucking vaccine and move the fuck on. Yeah. I mean, listen, nature selection, quite honestly, I was talking to my brother. He's not vaccinated. I was like, you're a fucking idiot. I mean, that's, that's literally what it is. You got, you got fucking six kids. You dumb fuck. Will Peterson, you know, you know, my buddy, Will, he was down in Georgia seeing his family. His brother is like, COVID freaked, you know, if you're not vaccinated or whatever, like he makes anyone that comes over to his house, he wants a rapid test done for you to enter his home. He calls his house the quarantine zone. Like he's that worked up about it. I don't agree to that level of like psychotic nature, but I do agree that just get vaccinated and be done with it. You know what I mean? But the the unfortunate part is like, Will's got two young daughters that can't, there's not a vaccine for them yet. You know what I mean? So yeah, he's just, and his brother's just so psyched up about it. So there's levels to it, but I think that if the opportunity is there for you to get vaccinated, just fucking do it and be done with it. I, uh, my mom, except the part was with me where there might not be, there might not, there might not be done with it. Yeah, true. My mom was with me in the hospital. Right. And I, I got out of that surgery and you know, you're on anesthesia and you're coming out and you say weird shit. She's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, you kept telling the nurses to, um, just give everybody COVID vaccines and not tell them. <laughs> so yeah, literally I was, I was, do- I was doing my part. Proud liberal yeah. EverQuest username. Look me up. Uh, I was apparently trying to solicit the, the nurses to just give everybody COVID shots and not tell them. So yeah. Yeah, accidentally you know. stab them. Oops. Sorry. My bad here. You're vaccinated. Yeah, here's here's some dilated for you. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Yeah, tell them it's tell them it's free morphine. Well, we're just testing yeah. out this new form of morphine. Let me know what this feels like. It, I don't feel shit. You know hey, what? Though, I mean, nineteen. I think we're. I think we are literally about to go into the second wave of of a pandemic. I mean, not not yeah. not the second wave technically, but like I think we're about to go through another big wave of a lot of hospitalizations. That they they literally told us nonstop in the hospital that that was the reason that there wasn't space in the hospitals because they had COVID patients. Yeah. And it's, and it's very plausible because there's just so many people out there that are still not uh, wanting to get vaccinated, won't get vaccinated. And again, I'm not 
I, I don't, I'm not going to condemn those people because live your life, do whatever. I, I do. I think you should. Right. Yeah. But I, I don't care if you don't, it is what it is. I'm vaccinated. So if you're not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Good luck. Whatever. Yeah. See you down the road. I, um, what's really interesting, just like you can expect though, is that who's not vaccinated heavily yeah. tied to your education and to your political yep. affiliation. You look you look at Absolutely. a map that the CDC provides south of Iowa and west of Iowa until you get to California and basically south of Iowa, southeast of Iowa down through Florida, Georgia, Alabama and then west of Iowa through basically California, Oregon and Washington all red, which is to indicate yep. that they have low vaccination nope. and high case count. Yep. And, and I want to say there was something on the news tonight. And again, I, I'm not saying that this is the right way to do it because I ain't making no money from this. There's definitely a plan in place to incentivize this throughout the country. And I just don't, I don't think that's the call. Don't think that's the call, but whatever. It really, that really, as somebody that got vaccinated as soon as I could, that really does kind of infuriate me, frankly. It definitely infuriates me. You know, they want vaccinated people to start wearing their mask. It's like resting on your laurels. Like, okay, you guys did a good job for 18 months. We just need you to really shoulder the burden again. And yeah. I'm just like, frankly, I'm just not willing to do it. I'm people not, that I know yeah. that I hang out with are vaccinated, you know, fuck them. Yep. I'm with you. And, and the people I take the chance on are, 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 are enough close to me or family enough to me that they're going to be around enough that I can't, it's not like a one-off thing. You know what I mean? So. Right. It's crazy. <laughs> Jump and do some uh, pop culture, movie, music, television news, sports news. Um, it's been a month since we had an episode, which pretty much the entirety of Loki finished up on Disney+. Plus. Yep. How do you feel about it? I feel pretty close to what I felt about every other live action Marvel um, thing that they've put out so far. Not, yeah. not super pumped about it, personally. You know what I mean? You know, it just it yeah, finished up. Good. Okay. I actually liked the story and the character development in Loki pretty, pretty well. I was a little underwhelmed that it wasn't like action packed, which I guess was probably a, an incorrect assumption on my part. Right. Um, I give it a seven out of 10. I, I think what, what I really liked about the last episode, did you see this theory about Scarlet witch and Kang? No, What was that? So, as Marvel fans do, they dissect and find every little potential Easter egg and detail, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. So what somebody did was they lined up the exact timestamps of the last episode of Loki and the last episode of Wanda oh, and synced them up, right? Yeah, yeah. And synced them up, and as uh, as Elizabeth Olsen, Scarlet Witch, is becoming the Scarlet Witch, not you know she's exiting Wanda Maximoff yeah. and she's becoming the Scarlet Witch. The exact timestamp. And Loki, you see Kang kind of like get wanderlusted and like that's when the timeline splits exact like the exact same the second exact that moment. she becomes that. Yeah. yeah. And in the background at Kang's desk, if you look out the window, you can see this red kind of bloom happen. So seems a little coincidental to me. So I think it's certainly intentional. Yeah, I, I don't think anything Marvel does is unintentional. You know what I mean? There, there's not very many things yeah. they accidentally do. Um, I think the thing for me with Loki was it it almost lost what it wanted to do. Like, I feel like the plot of it 
the first two episodes felt very structured and like, okay, this is where we're starting and this is where we want to go. And then yeah, this is a buddy two cop episodes, comedy. I want it. Yeah, two episodes after that, we're both like, actually, we don't really know how to tell that story with this scenario. So it changed. Yeah. And then the last two episodes was like, here's some fluff and some extra stupid bullshit. And a, you know, there there's Hollywood terms or writing terms for like, here's this, but really it's this. And then even when we get to what we think is the finale, it's still, well, I'm actually just a clone of a clone of a clone of a clone. You know what I mean? And it just right. is like, Oh, and feels, there's a season two. Yeah. It felt so flat. And then the, yeah, the, the stinger of it, it was sliders. You know what I mean? If you've ever seen sliders with, yeah. with Jerry, with uh, Jerry O'Connell, Jerry like, O'Connell. Hey, look, we're going to come back to the present, but actually the white picket fence in front of my house isn't there anymore. AKA we're in a completely different reality and no one knows that I'm good Loki and Owen Wilson doesn't care about me or me helping him find a jet ski. You know what I mean? It just felt right. very, very tried and not very original. Not to say that I'm not excited for what is coming, but boy, yeah. it just felt kind of flat, like everything else they've done live action so far. I, I did like that some Marvel fans also found this movie from like 10 years ago with Owen Wilson specifically saying the same exact things about jet skis. So I thought that was just like a really, really? funny, like, this, this is that, who it, Owen Wilson was, and now was he's now he's this guy in Loki. I can't remember what it was, oh, but man, that's they, they found this movie where he was just literally talking about jet skis, so... I don't know. Maybe he brought that up and like the, that's the persona like, oh, that they fun. decided yeah. to go with. Yeah. So that's a little, little fun stuff like that. Loki just had all this... the puzzle pieces and it just didn't look like a very good puzzle at the end of it. I think, yeah, I think for me, honestly, like really what this solidified was, I don't think I want to watch any more live action Marvel, Marvel shows until they're all done. Yeah. Ben really th- it's got to be a binge I, I, because I feel like I, I definitely felt that way with Wanda. I 100% yeah. felt that way with Falcon and Winter Soldier. And then by the end of yep. Loki, I was like, man, I would feel way better about just pounding this down. Yeah. Because and, getting, you know, the next one's Hawkeye. Get, getting excited for it ruins it for me. It really does. Yeah. The next one being Hawkeye, too. Like, whatever. You know what I mean? I have, I, I'm, I have I'm not even interested in Flint. I, I think I am to the point of the story they might be trying to tell of like a Hawkeye core or whatever, like, Hey, we got Haley Steinfeld playing Kate Bishop and that's kind of cool. And Hawkeye's doing this or whatever. Like the idea that he's now, and especially after black widow, maybe they explore that a little bit and that excites me, but I just don't want to work myself up into a frenzy of like when I watch each episode and even, even this year of the Mandalorian, I kind of shit on it. Right. But yeah, I can watch yeah. each episode of The Mandalorian and feel pretty okay about it and never feel like disenfranchised about watching every week. Every single one of these Marvel shows I've I've never felt good at by the end of it. Like I'd rather just watch it all at once and I think I'd take it better. I think. We'll see. Yeah, I think I think I'm with you. Like I would I would rather sit down for six or seven hours on a weekend and just binge it than yep. wait and kind of feel week to week a little disappointed, you know. Yeah, um, absolutely. But it, it it's a it's a it's if you're going to have a problem like that, it's a good one to have. Like if, if the problem is that you had 24 banger movies that skyrocketed the expectation of your entire fan base, not a bad problem to have. And I think, I think if you were to take a step back, they're honestly executing on what they're doing fairly well. 
like truly they are For the story but, yeah yeah, yeah. But, but because of just at who i am as a fan i'm over here like man this could have been this this could have been better this could have we could have done this and like you're just kind of left feeling a little empty but take it as a and i can't even use this show as as that but take it as any other like yearly show you kind of feel that way anyway right like there are some good ones right. there's some bad ones and by the end of it you're kind of like eh. All right, we'll see what happens next year. That's very much how I felt about The Walking Dead, right? The Walking Dead was yeah. very much that for me of like some hot, some cold. And by the end of it, you're like, they gave me something, but there's something that I'm looking forward to next year. And that's the layout. But again, like you said, they've kind of hit Grandy's most of the time. And so the shows, while a cool switch up, not a Grandy. I think the I think the lot the logistics of it are just pretty simple, right? Like, you know, you're gonna have roughly like 30 hours worth of television shows to tell some stories that are pretty intricate to what you're doing with these movies. And, you know, you can you can do those 30 hours TV shows, make a fuckload of money, which they definitely are making oh, profit yeah. on these things. Plenty. And then you don't necessarily have to tell those stories in the movies. You know, you can you can maximize the movies. Um for the action and, and the high intense pace and stuff like that. So I think it's going to pay off. I think it's one of those like forest through the trees things where like, we just really can't see it yet. You know, we're not, well, and, we're and, not into phase four proper. What, what I'll say is they have done with this Disney plus stuff. Mm -hmm. I never wanted to watch. I, I shouldn't say never, but I never watched a agents of shield. I just didn't. It gave me no pause. Right. I didn't have any real drive to do it. I liked, um, I can't even think of the fucking dude's name, but um, Colson, I liked Agent Colson yep. good enough, but he was never the one that it was going to drive me to watch that show. They have got me to watch all these shows, even though like if you were really casual about it, you probably don't care that much. I personally do care about these characters and to see what they're doing because I also like the long form television aspect of it. But you look at a great television show, except the last season, like Game of Thrones, where they really capitalized on all those things season by season and you really didn't have very many right. misses right there wasn't a whole lot of misses in game of thrones where this it does have that comic book length of you're starting like the first few pages of a comic book you got to fucking hook them and then you kind of bleed it yeah. out a little bit right and then towards the end you know you got to come out with something strong unfortunately they're not finishing as strong as they should be um and that's where i'm at all too familiar with that aren't you Fuck yeah. Um, Black Widow came out strong. a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, Black Widow came out a few weeks ago. I thought it was a pretty good movie. Ted and I went to see it. First movie that, well, we went to see Fast and the Furious 9, uh, which I'm not even going to talk about. about just yeah. no. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Black Widow, though, I was, I was expecting nothing. I was expecting it to be bad, frankly. And I thought it was pretty good hate this word i hate using it but this is what this movie is this movie is fine it's just yeah, fine yeah yeah like fine that's I, it. that's exactly right i probably won't ever watch it again i have no need to fine. watch it ever again i think the movie's five years too late i really think this movie is way yeah. behind the trajectory of what should have happened i'm not saying that you can't release movies unchronologically but it definitely in this in this instance of a character being dead doesn't feel good and it doesn't help it um Right. I think all the performances are pretty strong. I think some of the action is a little outlandish and ridiculous. However, 
David Harbour steals that fucking movie and it's awesome. He is so good. Yeah. Give me more red guardian. Give me all of the red guardian. Give me a red guardian show of him just making stupid, like, Oh girls. I'm so excited to see you. Did Captain America talk about me? It's like, yeah. (laughs) So out of touch from his entire reality. Uh, Yeah. um, You know, the, the movie had a lot of like really good tie-ins to the rest of the Marvel universe. The, the fact that the you know she gets the vest from her sister and that's the vest she's wearing throughout the Infinity War and Endgame movies that's really cool. Um, the fact that you learn that she killed this young girl uh, as part of a mission and right. that Loki did in the first Avengers movie Loki was shitting on her about that right. So like there's these really cool callbacks that really expand Scarlett Johansson's um, character as you know, as Natasha Romanoff. dead. So, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't think <laughs> anybody believes she's staying dead, though, right? No, but come on, man. Like, that's just, a, it's just not a good hook. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, you're watching a movie about a person that's dead in the canon, right? It, yeah. it, it is kind of immediately disengaging in that sense. But Very you know much. what? I'm along for the ride. I think I like the idea of, like, 1980s kid Natasha Romanoff being like a normal human being. And then that whole opening, I would say that whole opening sequence is super strong. His like, well, all of a sudden red guardians like throwing a plane at people and you're just like, what the (laughs) fuck is happening right now? Like who are these people? And I think Garrett friend of the show, Garrett hit the nail on the head. Um, you know who's like the worst in that movie, unfortunately, is the chick from the fucking mummy, mom. Rachel Wise. Yeah. She's awful. Mom, right. She's just awful. Yeah. She's not good. Not um, good. And that's the, crazy. The movie I was like, does, Rachel Wise is great. Yeah, I like her in pretty much everything. This this did not <laughs> hit. I like no. I like the stuff between her and David uh what's Harbor, his name? Yeah. Harbor, yeah. Har- David Harbour. That shit was great when they're like getting frisky and Oh you know, yeah, that kind of but stuff. It still fits. Uh, it's like no one does it, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of really yeah. good comedic relief in it. Um, but you know what? The the movie does more than anything serve to set up what I think is completely inevitable is like this uh, uh, the Thunderbolt uh regime or yeah, whatever the whole, the, 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 what? the 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 off Avengers or like the anti Avengers yeah, like or, the the like. or whatever they're called yeah what whatever Julie Louis Dreyfus is setting up I can't think of what yeah. it's called in the comics but you have uh you know Red Hulk Thunderbolt Ross you have Natasha's sister you have un Captain America the guy we saw in Falcon uh John, John Ross, Hamm yeah. or John John Ross, John Ross. Um, right no not John yeah, Ross. you basically John... have the John, I want to say John Ham, but that doesn't sound right. Um, John Ham. <laughs> it's not John Ham. I know it's not. Uh, uh, but basically, you have all the all the Avengers rejects, right? And uh, they come together, and they're like the Suicide Squad of Marvel. So that's for sure what this is setting up. Um, you got what's his name that was in Falcon Two, Walker, the, the, the young black John Walker. Kid. Thank you, John Walker. Yeah, you got the young black kid that. Uh, I can't think of his name. I mean, the whole brain farts going on, but you get the point is this yeah. movie is setting that up. They're clearly um, building towards something, right? Yeah. I mean, there's no reason to literally no reason, no value at all to have Ross, you know, the old, the old, uh, agent hunting down and, and Romanoff. 
And there was that, that was something I, I called out when we watched it, when my buddies Brian and Silas and I watched it. I was like, he looks really thin. Like, he does not look normal. Yeah. And then you sent me a TikTok that was like, hey, this is this is supposed to be a thing, I think. This guy had kind right. of surmised that, hey, he's sick. In the, in the so comics, he gets the serum, sick. Blah, blah, blah. Exactly correct. Yep. Right. So, and there's literally no point and having him in the movie if that was not Correct. the intent right so yeah, yeah i think we know where that's going um yeah, not and, to be and, a dead and, horse but and to say uh, they have, have they said that this is getting a second season captain uh marvel or, i'm sorry yeah falcon and the winter soldier they are getting a second season right right and Loki they get a movie yeah. okay yeah so i mean so far out of the three marvel series we've gotten we've gotten two all three of them have been fine uh and two of yep. them are getting uh si- second season so I'm I'm good with that because you know what, as much as it sucks for a show like the Mandalorian, because I think it's pretty good and smaller mm-hmm. episode counts bother me six episodes for these things. I feel is pretty, they can't, Digestible. they're not, they're not filling six episodes correctly right now. So anymore, I would just be like, Oh, this is just going to be bad. So I think we're, I think um, we're good. Yeah, the only other thing I'd say about Black Widow was I, I saw your note here. Scarlett Johansson is suing Marvel because she lost out a bunch of money because her contract for that movie, uh, which was written up way prior to COVID, Years right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Was based on theater sales. She gets a percentage of that, right? Well, theater you know, when they simulcast, yeah. yeah, when they simulcast it over Disney Plus for thirty bucks, she don't get none of that cut. So she is Clearly suing for loss good. of income, basically. Clearly yeah, fifty million dollars, okay. roughly, right? Yeah, so. she, that's just what she lost. So even if you extrapolate that as ten to twenty percent of what they made, I think they're doing yeah. okay on Disney Plus. Right, right. You know what I mean. Uh, Big Brother started since the last time we it, recorded, and did, you know yeah. we're Big Brother fans here. We are. Yep. Love it. Love Season it. Season 22, something like that. Twenty three, uh, maybe. Julie Chen Moonves. Uh, it's an all new cast. There's no gimmick this year as far as like old, you know, hidden celebrities or anything like that or old cast members. It's all new people. They're doing this. Um, they're doing this like card casino thing, which is kind of to no, me beach, sort beach of dumb house. beach house, big brother, beach house. It's a beach house theme, but they yeah. split the 16 contestants into four groups. Beans. Jack spades. Yeah. Yeah, Jack spades, hearts, diamonds to match up this casino theme. And so you're you're, you're kind of like in this preconceived alliance from the jump, um, which is, interesting. I, I think the, yeah, you know, it's fine. I don't know that it's really working right now. I think it's going to be important as you get deeper in. I think the carrots they've been dangling in front of them with like these wild card competitions, which is the spinoff from what they did last year ha- have been right. cool, but clearly no one's taken them. You know what I mean? Cause Not most yet. of the time yeah, it, it seems like, the people that are, you, you, no one wants to upset the HOH. No one wants to make big game moves, especially early on. Like that's oh, why I've never early. understood what it's. Yeah. It's, I've never understood why they try to do these things so early. Cause no one's trying to be a target. You got right? to plant the seed though. It's, it's to, yeah. it's to set up the drama. When you say, Hey, Tiffany, you can switch teams and then that team's completely safe, but everyone else isn't. Hey. No one's doing that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, immediately right off the bat, Frenchie alienated himself he won for the first week he's an asshole and he first got voted week, out the next week yeah first day i was like okay frenchy farm boy i'm in and then you watch the second episode and you're like this guy's a piece of shit yeah he's a bully you know he's he's hey, kind of rough house everybody who wants, around trying to tell everybody how to do wants things to be an anti-bully 
Yeah, I mean, the the self-fulfilling prophecy here is unmistakable. You know what I mean? Um, so I was glad that that fucker got left out. I, I feel yeah. a little... I'm, my early favorite is probably Brittany. I follow her on TikTok for like last year. She's got a rough go of it. She's been on the block three times. Oh, Brit- um, yeah, Brittany's fun. She, I don't think she's going to make it, but she's fun. Yeah, I don't know that she's going to make it very deep either, but... Yeah, uh, yo, I so. Hey, Derek. Hey, Derek. Yo, Buddy. Derek. Yeah, Whitney Thick, bro. Whitney Thick. <laughs> the old mom bod. I'm, I'm let, Whitney Thick, bro. Yeah, no, I feel you. I, I mean, Whit, Whitney I, fills I, my pants up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I ain't talking doo doo. <laughs> I think I like Sarah Beth is really cool. I mean, I know she, I don't care that she's a lesbian. Yeah, she's kind of like, geeky. I like, I like that. She's super cool and like really, yeah, very geeky. Um, I like Kylan. I think he's really cool. Um, seems pretty yeah, down to earth. Yeah. I think I think Xavier's too much. Uh, he's too much of a bro for me. Um, who else? Uh, on the really block like? tonight is Brent and Brittany. Yeah, I didn't. We see think what Brent's happened, going home, I, right? Yeah, I, I going after yesterday's episode, Wednesday night's episode. Very, very much that Brent is going home. I, I also there's two Derricks in the show. You have Derek Frazier, yep, who is separate. Yeah, who, who is you know uh fucking boxing legend uh Frazier's yeah. son George Frazier's son yeah. George Frazier's son which is great um he's all right I love Derek X I think Derek Derek X is real cool Yeah I like Derek X a lot I like um I like Sarah Beth a lot I think Sarah she's Beth, pretty neat yeah. um and then I like Brittany and, and you know I candy only Whitney probably you know but yeah, sure that that's There's basically kind of where I'm at. Like, <laughs> Jolene's like, I think uh, whoever the bitch that looks like Ariana Grande is, she like, I think she's cute. Alyssa, maybe. Uh, Alyssa, like, oh, Alyssa, yeah. My God, gross. Like, just no, man. She just she's ugh, she's gross. in a show. She's in a showman's already. Yeah, she's so. making out with a curly haired dude. Yeah, and what's his what's Christian. his name? The hoh walks in. Yeah, and just old, goes old Xavier. Come on, man. Yeah. He should have yeah, dropped a fucking Ron Simmons on him. Dude. Oh. That would have been good. Damn. Just left. Yeah, that'd be right. Hey, you know what, though? Weekly Big Brother updates coming at you. As long as we record, Absolutely. we're going to be talking about Big Brother for the next, you know, 12 to 15 weeks or whatever it is. Love, love Big Brother. Still, still, you know, I love and hate the the three times a week format. Hard to keep up with, but I like the extra content. I think it's fun because the the more the more we watch it without watching the live feeds, which I'm like, <laughs> right? We I upped the live I upped Paramount Plus to watch Quiet Place two, and then it oh, re-upped yeah. today, which you it shouldn't have. It should have updated the first. It shouldn't have, but whatever. But now we can watch the live feeds for for a month or whatever, which is kind of nice. Um, but yeah, the live feeds without watching that, it's fun to like watch the episode and see the see the direction the editing wants to take you in like totally. last night felt it's last produced. night felt very much. Yeah. Last night felt very much that they wanted you to think that Brent was going to get off the block and then it just didn't, it didn't happen. Yeah. It's just um, no shot, but it's, it's fun to sit there and be like, okay, this is what I feel like they're trying to show us might happen. And either it's a yep. swerve or it's real. And that's, that, that seems to be a little bit more fun. You're peeling back the layers a little bit. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, let's blast through a few things. Uh, Valve and Steam released uh, their Steam Deck. Well, they didn't release yeah, it. Yeah. They they announced it. They announced the Steam Deck, which is basically a Switch, but it's a 
portable computer. Um, right. At first, at PC Master Race, Tony, you've subscribed to that for a good long while. Now you got a great computer that you're using for nothing. Um, not even streaming anymore. Uh, I, I, need, is, I needed the Steam Deck at the hospital to play EverQuest. That's true. The Steam Deck seems cool, but I realized last week on the other podcast I do, the Level Up Show podcast, uh, okay. that I I don't need another reason to spend money on video games. I've got a Series X, I've got a PS5, and I've got a Nintendo Switch. Yeah. I, I don't need a fourth reason to spend money on games. So while yeah, I think you, you cannot hardware, jump into the, the Steam world. I think the hardware is cool. It is completely unnecessary to me. Right. I mean, I'd be completely willing to share my Steam library with you. It's not very yeah. vast or expansive, you know, but... Um, but together it could be. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? True, true, true. So, yeah, I don't... I, I would actively encourage you not to get this item to be honest with you yeah i'm de- I'm definitely i'm i'm out on the steam deck now i was in at first and i was like no i just don't i don't need to spend more money on video games i just don't so um we do a pretty good job of, of building up your xbox library a- as it is not to mention just the fact mm-hmm. that game pass mm-hmm. is a thing so um yeah steam yep. deck looks cool i'm excited to see what it does they're calling it future proof which i think is impossible considering it's a handheld that's not going to be able to run every game but i am excited to see what it does yeah i mean they're really leaning on the idea that things for the foreseeable future will be optimized for the steam deck and, and, and like yeah. developed for the steam deck which no shot you know hello google chrome uh, whatever they called that, Google Stadia, hello, or the Ooyah, Ooyah. hello, yeah, Ooyah. A- Amazon, a- Amazon, whatever that is. Like, I think they're just not thing, gonna, but, yeah. they're just not gonna continually optimize games in the way yeah. that the Steam Deck is thinking. You know what? Listen, what would be a little future proof is the the uh, the revolution of streaming video games. That would be uh, a, a nice console to have to stream a video game. You know what would sell this console to so many people, I think? All right. And I don't care about this at all because I've never played them. But if you if they said to you, Tony, exclusively on the Steam Deck, the only place you can play it, Half-Life 3. Oh, no. Okay, let me just swoosh you out here. Uh, <laughs> controversial topic here. Um, Activision this past week uh, in a lot of heat. Uh, it came out that the state of California, after a multi-year investigation into their work culture, is suing Activision for basically being toxic fucking bastards and having a a very um, bro-forward work culture, a very anti-woman culture, uh, sexist culture, exploitation culture, and... What came out of this lawsuit, as people read the lawsuit, were the some of the allegations and the claims that the lawsuit's based on, things that until now were not public knowledge, including what really did, did me in was that uh, a female employee at Activision was on a company trip, and was she was sleeping with her boss. Yep, yep, she was sleeping with her boss. Her boss passed around naked photos of her. And she was kind of slut shamed on this trip and she committed suicide on the company trip. Um, I mean, that's just one example. Uh, there are dozens of other 
things that are in this court case. And then as soon as this broke, there were dozens upon dozens of stories out on Twitter from former employees, both women and men, uh, former top, top executives at the company. And it kind of paints this picture where there were a lot of people in Activision, specifically Blizzard, after Blizzard was acquired by Activision, that kind of left the company on weird, unknown terms and reasons. Like, why would you leave a multi-billion dollar company, a very com comfortable, cushy job doing something that you love and not really have any good reason? I think we're starting to see that there might be a reason that you might exit from that company. Um, yeah. I can just tell you before you share your thoughts, uh, I canceled my WoW subscription. I uninstalled WoW. I uninstalled Warcraft uh, or I uh, uninstalled Warzone. I mean, I, I'm not doing shit on blizzard like i'm not giving these yeah. i'm not giving blizzard or activision a dime it, it, i th i really do want them to like suffer yeah um here's here's the thoughts that i tried to try to get through on on the other show um i can't stand bobby kodak i've said that for many many years i don't like the dude i think he's a piece of shit right. i think the amount of money that he gets paid to do what i what i view as nothing because i don't feel like he's really in the public eye out there touting games or really involved and i think that's a big problem of what we're running into right now is it doesn't seem like he's as involved with these studios and and being in there mu as much as he should right and i'm not saying that bobby kodak any by the way uh, a CEO of, of Activision Blizzard, he got paid a $150 million bonus last year yep. in the midst of shutting down several studios and laying off hundreds a bunch of employees. Of yeah. uh, he, gets, he gets paid $150 million. Bonus. And guess yep. what? If he gets fired because of this, do you know what he makes? Probably double that. He will get a $250 million payout severance mm -hmm. if he gets fired. Think about that. As shit. I said, can't stand Bobby Kotick. I've never been able to stand him. I think he's a piece of shit. I agree. I think people should voice their concerns. I think they should be heard. I, I think the fact that uh, Activision Blizzard are saying that they want to create swift action. Bobby Kotick out there saying we're going to review our policies and procedures and fix all this shit. And like, it just can't stand. But in the fact that they're also yeah. hiring, they're also hiring an anti-union uh, group to help them do this because that's what the people employed by Activision Blizzard with, did with their walkout and their strike is very unionization feeling. So the fact that they're yeah. still being very defensive, Activision, I mean, doesn't feel great to me. Here's where I'm at monetarily or your support, right? And not yours specifically, but in general. It's, it's hard not to want to support the people that are putting their lives on the games that they're making. And I yeah. think the fact that I think canceling or doing whatever with your wallet is, is the key here. I do, but I, it's a dichotomy of cancel your shit and don't support them. But at the same time, those people that are making those games that are already suffering are now suffering doubly because you're not buying their video games because you're not buying that subscription base because you're not helping them support what they did. And they're not getting their bonuses now that can feed their families. So it's kind of a twofold, right? I don't agree with what's happening at all. And there needs to be swift, decisive, verbal, vocal action that we can all see. But it sucks in the sense that your wallet is what matters, but it's also probably affecting theirs. You know what I mean? So that's, that's the dichotomy of, 
do I want to go buy Tony Hawk's pro skater remastered, whatever I do. Right. You do. And at the end of the day, you appreciate vicarious visions, who is an Activision employee set for doing that. And you want the low level people that probably get a bonus on it being purchased X amount of times or reviewed this, this well, you want that, but do you want their supervisors who are cube crawling and treating their employees like shit to also get that bonus? No. So pick and choose the lane that you want to do it on. And and you in general, not Tony Welchel, but you, you, you that are listening. But I think that there is a very fine line and a dichotomy that we're all seeing of, we want the action, but we also want to support them. So what's the right call. That's what sucks. Yeah. And you know, I'm not, I'm not so, uh, I'm not so weaponized to think that, this is every employee at Activision Blizzard. I mean, they they employ Absolutely ten thousand people, right? Yeah, there's um, no which way for a, for a game company is godly massive, right? Ten thousand doesn't sound like a lot, you know. When Walmart's got four hundred thousand employees, right? So, but ten thousand for a game company, massive. And so, yeah, it's not all ten thousand of these people, right? It's you know a few dozen, maybe a hundred. You you just don't know. But the culture is definitely top down, and so you know. Diablo 2 Remastered comes out later this year. I canceled my pre-order. I want that game hard, but I'm just and not going to buy it. I've gotten closer to wanting it, and so that's where I'm at. It's like, do I want to play it? Yeah. Do I want to support the people that made that game? I do. Do I want to support Activision? No. So what the, do I do? The other thing that is, that's layered on top of this for me, she's like, okay, it's not everybody, right? And, you know, they're going to do the right, they're going to do the do the PR thing. They're going to say, yeah, we're going to look at it. We're going to form these things. I, I would like to see what comes of this lawsuit and what comes of their action. And I hope that they're really transparent about it going forward. Um, Cause it's going to be hard for me to jump back in, but uh, you know, what is layered on top of this or below it is just the fact that they have shitty fucking games right now. They're the richest game company in the world. And they've got a game in Warzone that is, crazy filled with hackers you, it's like quite literally unplayable for a casual player because every game you're getting hacked on uh there's no anti-cheat you know so that sucks okay then you flip the script over to world of warcraft and frankly this world of warcraft expansion has just been fucking dog shit you know it's just not a good game right now the state of the game's bad so you you, you add that into the fact that they're just proliferating women in in this industry and i'm just like fucking done with it man these guys are these guys are blowhards fuck them you know that's how i feel about it sure i think the the big thing moving forward is is like you said i very vocal and transparent action swiftly i think there needs to be some some shift some shuffling some moving some hey you know (laughs) you have an opportunity for me either to fire you or you quit uh, I think those opportunities need to be taken very seriously and be very vocalized uh, because I think the I'm not I I'm not saying that we need to appease the the bloodthirsty mafia of people that are on the internet, but I think action has to take place and it starts at the top. Yeah, there's definitely going to be heads that get turned here, right? Uh, rightfully so, I would say. Absolutely, it's going to. Yep. In the state of California's in your ship for like the last few years. I mean, they've, they've got examples and, upon and examples. They've got internal memos. Immediately, Activision was like, Activision was like, no, no, no. Listen, that the girl that committed suicide had nothing to do with with this culture, and like immediately denying probably the the biggest like 
holy shit moment of that investigation. Um, and they right. were just like, no, 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 that, no, fuck that. And fighting it. So again, them being very defensive you to, when, when you're a, when you're a multi-billion dollar company, oh, yeah. you just have to do those things. You I, have to play defensively. Get, you have to play the denial card. You, but you've got, you unfortunately have this cancel culture that are, that is built into the internet right now. That is blizzard and Activision too big to cancel perhaps. Yes. But there's a big deal, a big part of the internet right now that is just on fire about this. So, and and I hope the flames continue. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, let's let's hit the sports news pretty quick, and then yeah, no, I, no, I really no. want to get in some wrestling. Nope, I get you. Sports talks pretty quick, right? The Big Twelve is fucking ruined right now. Um, football wise in general right it, it is a mess so obviously like we for people that have paid any attention obviously we had the big eight before the big 12 uh big eight yeah. and the i think it was the southwestern or south southwestern conference or southern conference whatever it was basically all the texas schools uh ryan was talking about it on the other show and they all came together made the big 12 cool come out last week maybe a week and a half ago that hey oklahoma and texas are fucking out of here and that's crazy yeah. because they are like the schools of the big 12. Like that's, that's kind of the, mile, the powerhouse. You know what I mean? They are, they, they're the ones that get us in the conversations for other people. Granted, Texas hasn't done shit lately, but they're still fucking Texas, right? They're like national champions. Lights, Vince Young. The, like Friday night lights. Like, you know what I mean? They're right. High school football, like all this stuff comes from there. Right. So Vince Young, fact, Colt McCoy, I mean, national champions, a lot of people down there. So it, it's a big deal when they're like, Hey, we're going to the SEC where all the other powerhouses are at anyway, right? So it feels yeah. like an NBA team that's already stacked. And it was like, hold on, Rich is get this richer. real? It, is this real? And like, come out this week, yep. And the SEC was like, come on over. So 2025 or whatever, the Big 12 is basically fucked. Um, so right now, no one really knows what's going to happen. Bob Bowlesby's like, look, and I, I mean, am I disappointed? Fuck yeah, you know what I mean? Um, yep. Bowlesby, I believe, was the head coach at Oklahoma for years, wasn't he? Um and so the, the fact that basically the big 12 might end up having to revert back to a big eight or, you know, the, the Iowa sports talk radio is like a lot of these teams need to try to realign in other conferences and just get rid of the big 12, get rid of the big 12. You know? Yeah. yeah. Or, or the other big headline was, do they try to go to an NCAA or I'm sorry, to an NFL style, you know, North, South, East, East, West kind of conference makeup. But as I, as I posed on the other thing, is there more than 32 schools in the FBS? Fuck yeah, there is. There's a fuck ton. Right. You know, if there's a top 25, how many other schools are out there playing football? A hundred plus. You couldn't do yeah, it. There's, you couldn't do a top 32. There's like 300, there's like 300 teams in the NCAA, like official charter yeah. or whatever. And and so, and, and the point that was brought up was, well, there's already kind of a powerhouse. You know, there's, there's a, top, a power five, mm-hmm. right? So a top 25 of those powerhouse conferences wouldn't be hard to make up, but at the end of the day, what happens to the little guys? And obviously the big 12, the big 12 is a deal to me because I'm a cyclone fan. I know you pay yeah. attention to the cyclones. That, that is a big deal for us. Granted, if Oklahoma and Texas are gone, cyclones could, if they kept going in the direction they're going, could do some damage in the big 12. Right. Yeah. I just yeah, don't yeah, foresee yeah. that happening. And I wonder where that's going to go. But the fact that we have to wait four years is kind of crazy to me. The big 12 needs to be abolished. You know, I felt that way for a couple of years now. Um, the, even if 
you're a conference champion in the Big 12, you're going to get fucking railed by the SEC teams. It may be even like the ACC teams on a good year, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, the, Big 12, the Big 12 was the, the joke. Of the major conferences, the Big 12 was a joke. They can't stack up to the Big 10. They can't stack up probably to the ACC. They can't stack up to the to the SEC at all. No shot. So I, mean, I, I do kind of think, think that uh, they... Them and the Pac-12 are probably the closest towards the bottom. Even the Pac-12, though, you got Pitt. And it used to you be. Know, an Oregon yeah. when they were good. Like they're, those teams just aren't, aren't Oregon, good. Oregon, right Pitt, now. Notre Dame. I mean, yeah. Maybe. I mean, the, the, the mountain region one, I can't think of what they're called, but like that's probably the closest to being the Mountain West. Shitsville. The mountain West. Yeah. So the Big 12, I think, I should, I think they should consolidate the conferences, frankly. I mean, yeah. you know, just like in, just like you got double A and you got triple A and you got, you know, uh, you quad A or whatever with, it's called. With FBS, FBS double A and FBS. A, you know what I mean? Like that, it's or FCS and FBS, whatever. But I don't know. I think this is going to cause some major shuffling in the next four years. So we'll see what happens there. I'm um, I'm proud of, you know, Iowa and Iowa State, right? But they should not play Alabama. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. It's just not the same. Um, uh, football season's the, next week, uh, the the football season is is pretty close. Yeah, you're gonna have Aaron Rodgers is back. He signed for a year. He went into that conference for the 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 Packers and just literally shit all over the Packers. Oh yeah, it was like it was like one of the one of the the most fact spoken things I've seen in football in a it long was. time. I mean, I mean, he had a him, list he knows of he's players. Leaving. I mean, he had a list of players to explain why he thinks that the Packers have been mismanaged. Uh, like he, he named off like 20 people that they let go in free agency and trades. And you're like, Oh yeah, those are all like really good players. Like uh, everything granted, from Clay got, Matthews to Jordy Nelson. And he got one of them back. He, you know, they resigned Randall Cobb right. yesterday or today. So he got some, some what he wanted back in, in the locker room. So we'll see what that does. Um, but yeah, football season's a week from now. I didn't even look to see what the hall of fame game is, but, uh, we got preseason football coming I mean, up, which, which the Patriots, right? I don't even know to be honest with you. I, again, I didn't. The look. season opener is always is always a rematch of the Super Bowl, right? So, or not the Patriots, Tampa Bay, and uh, oh uh, my god, I'm no. on a brain nope. fart. It, it would be the Chiefs, uh, but it's uh, Dallas and Pittsburgh is the Hall of Fame game. Yeah, the Hall of Fame games are always old teams, but the who's like the season Sunday night opener the, or whatever? That's always a rematch, right? Of, of preseason or in general? Of of like the regular season. The regular season opener is Dallas at Tampa Bay. Okay, Tampa Bay. That's right. Yeah. And that that's Dallas actually in Tampa Houston, Bay. I think. No, no, no. That's at Tampa Bay. Oh. Oh. Thursday, nice. Thursday, September okay. 9th. Thursday at some I will Thursday, September. You you guys are on ESPN Monday night though. First first game. I'm just not excited for the Ravens this year, to be honest with you. Um, I was I was having this conversation with a couple people at Nationwide. They're like, "Oh, but you got Lamar," and I'm like, "Yeah, I I would trade Lamar right now." You know? No, give him I, I don't. Year. I don't want Lamar. Um, this is this is, we'll another, this, is we'll year, this is year three, right? Year three of Lamar. Four. Is it year um, four? Uh, rookie. Yeah, yeah. Year four. Yeah. Okay. Because well, he was a sophomore when he had his breakout year. He did semi okay last year and then yeah um i'll tell you this though i've seen tom brady on tiktok and instagram uh the man looks like he's about 25 
So, <laughs> so we're fucked is what you're saying. I, you know, those machines that like, uh, they got the two spinning wheels and they throw the balls automatically. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 I saw a video of him where he was at like five yards, 10 yards, 20 and 40 yards. He threw the ball into that machine and it shoots back at him. That's how fucking accurate this guy is. It was, it was wild. I hope he, I hope he tears his fucking ACL anyway. Um, it's just not going to happen. The guy's like boy wonder. Do, do, are you watching the Olympics at all, Tony, or do you just not care? Um, both. I've watched it and I don't care. Okay. Fair enough. Moving on. Uh, watch like lifting. I watched some of the skateboarding, which was kind of cool. Um, some of the bicycling, some of the water sports. I'll tell you, I was watching it last weekend, right? And the thing that was really sticking out to me is they were just rotating like every 30 minutes yeah, to different sports. Um, yep. There's a lot going America's on. America's on top right now. We've got the most medals, whatever. Simone, the biggest thing coming out of it, Simone Biles leaving due to, you know, she says wants to uh, like kind of cope with our mental health. Um, that's the biggest thing for me coming out of the Olympics is like she left the Olympics, bro. Yeah, well, that and the uh, that um, the tennis girl got her ass beat, so she lost. That was kind of a big deal too. Yeah, and, the, and uh, you and, know what? And, these, and the USA men's basketball team is just not good, apparently. You know what? You know what this show and Simone Biles has in common is sometimes mental health stops it. You know, she and, you know is what? an Olympic athlete that, that has to stop, and you know sometimes we just can't record because we got mental health shit going on. You know, we're, yeah, we're we're close to we're Olympic, we're Olympic athletes, Olympic podcasters, pretty, pretty close. Uh, and then some MLB rumor, or I'm sorry. I mean, technically some of these are deals. Some of these are in, in progress. Uh, the trade deadline is in two days, uh, yeah. happening tonight. The, the, the Cubs, man, they built a dynasty and didn't do shit with it. So it's been big rumors yep. this year that this is their rebuild Got year. Net. They're just going to finally kill it and be done with it. Um, Kimbrel might be on the market. Rizzo, Bryant, uh, just the whole, the whole shebang, right? Um, yeah. tonight, Anthony Rizzo dealt to the New York Yankees. He's going to be in pinstripes, which is just gross. Um, um not only which that, is really weird. Cause they have a really good first baseman. Um, isn't Luke Voigt still their baseman? I have no idea what the Yankees are doing. It might I, be. Yeah. So know. Luke, Luke Voigt, who's like a, an all-star, a multi-time all-star first baseman for the Yankees. They're going to go get Rizzo, and apparently they're talking it to deal out Luke Voigt, which to me sounds like a downgrade, but whatever. Why don't you just um, put Rizzo at DH, but whatever. Um, yeah, maybe and then so. The, like, and then the... Go ahead. Um, I mean, a couple of the things that are on my mind, right? I'd, I'd love to see, from, from the Cubs specifically, since we're talking about them getting gutted, I'd love to see... Um, Kimbrel come back to the Cubs. Uh, I thought it was a real missed Cubs opportunity that the Cubs, uh, or sorry, go back to Boston. Uh, I thought it was a real missed opportunity that the, that they didn't pick up John Lester when he was on the market earlier this year. So yeah, I mean, um, I to see Kimbrel come back to the Braves where he started uh, and, mm, and finish him. out his and finish out his career as a as an Atlanta Brave. Um, and then the big fucking rumors that happened tonight is that the Dodgers are close to landing not one, but two major all-stars as if they fucking need any more firepower on that team, which thank honestly, they kind of do because they're currently not in first. The San Francisco giants are, um, 
Yeah. But you've got you've got Trevor Bauer who's out with choking a bitch to death or something. Um, you've got Clayton Kershaw who's out with injury. Uh, but they are very close to landing not only Mad Max Scherzer uh, from the yeah. Washington uh, Nationals, but also Nationals. Trey Turner, which is from the nuts. Uh, no, from from Trey the, Turner from the Nationals. Texas. Trey Turner. Oh, Trey Turner right. from the Nationals. He, well, he used to be on the oh. Yankees. Yeah, I mean Trey Turner, great. I mean that leaves that leaves Washington like Juan Soto, and that's it. And which, hey, Juan Soto is a great chip to build around. I mean the Braves have been trying right. to do it for with Ronald Acuna Jr. for a couple of years, but Scherzer and Turner to the Dodgers. Fuck the Dodgers, bud. They are the new Yankees. Fuck the Dodgers. Scherzer's, I think a little, probably a little old, but he's still a very effective pitcher. And Trey Turner's. Trey Turner's really young. He's super fast. One of the best players in the league. And I'm pretty sure he's a multi-time hit champion. So um, the guy does work. Just just nuts that the fucking Dodgers would go after this. But, I, I mean, the Dodgers want to win more than, uh, you know, more, more than one. Baseball's one, a money game, dude. World no series. cap. It is. It is for real. So uh, there's your sports roundup. Now on to the real sports. Predetermined sports. Um, man, a lot of shit's gone down in wrestling the last few weeks. We've been this, gone. Uh, some of this can be quick. Some of this is going to take a little while. Yeah, so let's just start with AEW because we're homers, right? We're stands for AEW. Um, yeah, bud. Malachi Black debuted in AEW, a.k.a. Aleister Black from WWE. The, uh, the, the, the funny story here is, <laughs> is that, so all these people have gotten released from WWE recently, right? And they all got 90 day, no competes. So it was a complete shock to the wrestling world that he showed up on AEW a few weeks ago after being released from WWE. And people were like, how is this even possible? He's got a 90 day, no compete WWE, <laughs> these, these fucking idiots, they put a bunch of money into giving him a video package and a storyline in WWE. They ship him to NXT and then they release him. NXT has a 30 day no compete. WWE main roster has a 90 day. You're close because he was an NXT super superstar to start with. He already had the 30 day and they never changed it in his contract. Uh, yeah. So technicality, no, right? Yes. Because when they, yeah, when he, he came NXT. up, he was an NXT superstar and they didn't have him resign anything different saying 90 days instead of 30. And so, right. yeah, 30 days. However, I think it was a 30 day non-appearance and I think it was still like a 60 day non-compete because he has still yet to really have a match technically. Yeah, that's correct. Right. That's, that's why the he's gray area. Right. right. Next. I mean, he's so, a couple throwing a couple fucking bombs and, and elbowed some bitches, but next week is his first match, right? Him and Cody. Yep. Yep. And the, just the irony here is that WWE puts all the work in to create a new character, uh, build that character suspense up, and then he takes it over and does, he basically does the same exact character with a different name over in, in AEW, which is just funny to me. Um, I think it sucks that Cody is always seems to be the person to put these people over when they come into WWE. I am kind of getting stale on that whole idea. No, Listen, uh, think about it for a minute. Who who is the guy that in, in WWE that always eats the losses for the new guys? Who was it for the longest oh, time? Can you tell me? Really? It was always uh, the same guy almost every time. That eats the losses for the new guys? 
Kurt Angle? Almost every time. No, 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 no. The, uh, new For NXT superstars, it was always usually the same guy. He's here to show the world. It's always Dolph Ziggler. Every new person that showed up in oh, WWE yeah, from NXT, they always had, a, a, a. it was always the first month or two with, with Dolph. Always. Yeah, you get dropped out. Stupid. Sure. Always. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Cody's quite, you wouldn't think about this, but I think Cody's kind of at the risk of taking too many L's, frankly. And like, I, you know, no, he gets built back up and the crowd loves him, blah, blah, blah. It's it, at the end of the day, Cody took the biggest L of the company when he lost the ability to ever challenge for the world heavyweight title. It literally yeah. doesn't matter what he does because he's never going to challenge for that belt. So unless they comic book it, but it doesn't matter how many L's or whatever he takes, like he can showcase and everyone knows Cody's the guy on the show. So to see him take the loss doesn't hurt yeah. anybody because they're like, he's the fucking top dog. So who give? it's like, it, well, it would be like if triple H actually took losses, you know what I mean? Everyone would be like, that's oh, just <laughs> triple H, you know, it's like, Oh, you're going to put sting over. Oh, oh you're not. Okay, cool. Right on. They're just going back to the well where, you know, a heel comes in from another program and Cody's like the defender. He's, you know, he's the light in the darkness. Like they're, I think they're going back to the well a little too much on that, but yeah, um, yeah it's fine. Um, bigger news I... on. Good. Well, bigger news on signings is uh, reportedly that AEW has signed two of the most bonerific talents in the world right now, Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. Go ahead, Dirk. Cream all over the podcast. I can't even contain my excitement. These are your two most favorite wrestlers of all time. Current current wrestlers, right? Absolutely. Like, if there's, like, I can't tell you Mount Rushmore, right? Because, like, it's, yeah, it's it's definitely. Includes CM Punk. Absolutely, and probably includes Daniel Bryan. Like, I think Daniel Bryan, what he has done, not, not only from a standpoint of just being like the most underdog motherfucker of all time, becoming a world champion at one of the greatest yeah. events ever, like, that's great. But also, CM Punk just like literally breaking the mold of you have to have long hair, you got to be jacked. Like, it really felt like CM Punk was kind of the guy that changed that in current wwe i mean to the point that you sent me that promo right of him and h yeah, yeah, yeah. it felt very it felt very real right and it started yeah blurring those like lines. a shoot felt started blurring those lines back to is this are we working are we shooting what are we doing here and that felt great and punk is one of the best guys in the world now what i i, I will always shit on punk for one real big thing his finisher is I've just, I've never thought he delivered it very good. I think the go to sleep is a good finisher. And if you watch Kenta do it, who is the guy that I think he got it from? Um, yeah, yeah. He does it well. Uh, but, but Punk doesn't do it the best. But I will tell you that Punk's in ring work style is amazing. And he has one of the most rabid fan bases, inclu- just like Daniel Bryan does in the world. And so, I don't know what Punk's I didn't spend out a GFs long time. 2014, 2015. Yeah. Lot, and he's been out like six, seven years. Uh, yeah. Um, so a couple, couple things, couple things, right? Uh, what's, what's funny to me is that, uh, <laughs> Daniel Bryan is, is the reported and confirmed signing, right? 
he he's the one that the news outlets actually know signed a contract for AEW, but they're not talking about him on the shows. They're strongly hinting at CM Punk, who is not confirmed to have signed. So is this a swerve? That you know, I, I really hope not. So you get AEW last night. I can't think of it as it, it. It cannot be a swerve if they're announcing a second Chicago show. Right. So all out is going to their pay per view next month is going to be in Chicago, and then last night on AEW they announced that they're going to have a Dynamite show. Uh, the first in, or rampage is it rampage or is it dynamite? I can't remember, but I they're gonna have an AEW show, the United Center in Chicago, which is like that's CM Punkville, you know. So, and then they announced that, and they immediately cut to a Darby promo where Darby says, you know, everybody wants to come to AEW, and they all say they're the best. Doesn't matter how good you are. Doesn't matter if you're the best in the world, which is. You know, CM Punk's thing, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, just CM Punk versus man. Darby, like, oh god. I just, I, the chills I got when you sent me that promo of because I love Darby, like I'm a Darby stan, like I'm there, and yeah, so when he's like, yeah, you yeah. know, listen, I've I've met a lot of men who think they're the best at this, and the only place to prove that is in AEW, and then the camera pan of even. If you think you're the best in the world, and the crowd's like, just chill saying it. Like, it just, I, I can't. And here's the, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but it matters. He's got to come out yeah. to cult of personality. It's got to be cult of personality oh, because if it's, if it's 100%. not, it ruins it. They're out on it Twitter troubling it. it too. Or, yeah. Man, I just, yeah. That, that band is out there on Twitter, like trolling the whole the, thing. The roof is gonna explode. And but here's the deal. I, I sent you info on tickets like for all out. I, They're yeah, like four hundred bucks. I want to it's, go. Uh, yeah. But uh, it doesn't sound like he's actually gonna premiere it all out though. It sounds yeah, now that he's it, gonna premiere on dynamite. And and honestly, like that's the right call, right? Any any kind of it's kind of like John Cena. Like you're not gonna have John Cena show back up at a pay-per-view or tease it for that long because you can you can squeeze little more blood from the diamond you know what i mean so if you say hey cm punk's showing up at all out okay cool you're saying it but you're not showing it you can get more ticket sales more buys more paper again especially on a on a point that you're only pay-per-view you got to be able to build it and make it proof because if you just dangle an imaginary carrot in front of people some people are gonna be like okay well it might happen if you have cm punk show up on a on a tv show you know God damn well. It, it's it's a little different than the Moxley thing, right? Because the Moxley thing honestly was a pretty big surprise. Yeah, yeah. Where I think uh CM Punk, the, I think you deliver Punk thing, you didn't a, that, though. I didn't see I didn't hear the MJF thing. So the so they, they did two teasers for CM uh, CM Punk. They did the Darby promo, right? And obviously the Staples Center thing or the United Center thing. And then uh MJF right after that Jericho match. Yeah. (laughs) Right after that Jericho match ended, uh, MJF grabbed the mic. He started cutting a promo and he quoted a few things from the beginning of the the pipe bomb, which obviously was incredibly intentional. So do you remember what he said? No, just like the the first few things that CM said when he came and sat down on the stage, uh, MJF like said some of it. You'll have to go look it up, but um, he paraphrased or even maybe directly quoted. 
Yeah, I don't hate you, John. Exactly yeah. correct, right? So yeah, he paraphrased yeah. a few of the things, which I like stupidly you. I like intentional, you right? more than half the people in the back, stuff like that. Yes, yes. So um, I just, I think the idea of yeah. announcing Punk and keeping Brian a secret is so good. I just, right. what's nuts to me? What's nuts to me is the fact that Vince would even let this happen. That's to that's to me. Where I think Vince just is pay really these lost guys it. to shut him up, kind of thing. He's just, I think he's just lost touch with what re, what people want. He's really just lost reality oh, yeah. of yeah, yeah, yeah. like people love Daniel Bryan. Granted, Daniel doesn't yeah. need to wrestle all the time, but it sounds like both Punk and Bryan are getting the Brock Lesnar treatment in AEW, where Vince is only worried about like, unless you're Brock Lesnar, go fuck yourself, or John Cena, go fuck yourself. And that's just not right. what people want. Like, granted, I will say, the fucking boner that happened when John Cena popped up at the end of Money in the Bank was uh, something I haven't felt a good pop. in a long time. Um, they also teased the Iconics last night during Britt Baker's. Yeah, Britt Baker uh, cut a promo, talked about how uh, she's a, people are always trying to beat her up and break her bones, and maybe she just needs a couple bodyguards, a couple fresh new faces, a couple women to protect her. Um, Pinning at I the, the iconic sure. so yeah. that would be pretty cool because they both got released I mean, and their non competes are up soon. Well, and yeah, and one of them is married to Ty Dillinger, aka yeah, exactly uh, the chairman. Yep. So so the, there's a lot going on in AW now. The question that I well, let's just finish up on a on Dynamite last night. Okay, you okay. had Nick Cage there, which was very controversial. Nick Cage. Gage. Nick Cage, yeah, 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 yeah. Hardcore it's like you're saying Nicholas Cage. Well, I don't even know. <laughs> no, we, we we know you're gone in 160 seconds. Okay, calm down. Uh, uh, Nick Gage, who is a hardcore wrestler, we talked. He, he is know, the death match guy. Talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I mean, he wishes he was Tommy Dreamer or McFoley, but um, he's worse. He was there. Guys. As like the whole labor of Jericho thing is a really yeah. great storyline. It's probably got to be one of the best things going on in wrestling I right now. Don't give a fuck about it. I, I don't the, really either. It's prolonging the inevitable of something we already have seen the end to how many times? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, mean, I, it, we I like it as a tool stadium to stampede do too. This is just not. I mean, we need a third match. I think you got to have like a definitive closer, but I like yeah. the idea that Jericho's got to go through these trials. I think it's a little overplayed because you know, just just in the first two, I think Jericho's the kind of guy that would just be like, yeah, listen, it's just no, it's not fucking worth it, MJF. I don't want to fight you that bad. You know what I yeah, mean? That, like, that's my thing. Is like, I think Jericho would look at this and be like, I have to go through this to get to you. I don't give a fuck. I'm yeah. Chris Jericho. What do I care? It'd be better if this was MJF. Wanting to get to Jericho, I think that would get me going a little more. That's exactly correct. I think it should have been the other way around. If Jericho was like, here's my buddy Juventud Guerrera, like that makes sense, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um you and you hit it. The the big the big teaser at the end of Dynamite was the next labor uh that Jericho has to fight through is Juventud Guerrero, which, which is great. I love with his life. I've, I I loved Hooventude back in the day at WCW. So, yeah, he's he's fine. I I was never a big fan. I I mean I saw him a few times in WWE back in that ruthless aggression kind of era. But um, 
what what I really came away from AEW thinking about last night was how a couple thoughts. One, I think what AEW is really landing compared to WWE is you feel like you have to watch it every week because there are there are surprise show ups, right? Like they had the guy uh, Matsuhata or whatever his name is from New Japan that just popped up. Was like, yep. I want a chance at that IJWP belt uh, against Lance right. Archer. I'll be there. I'll be there wins. next week. See ya. Yeah, exactly. Right. So like you get you get another IJ uh, new, another New Japan guy coming into the fold just out of nowhere, out of the blue. Um, you get surprise pop ups all the time. But the other thing that I came around thinking is like I think they're just doing too much. Even with the second show starting, they just have so much. See, I and I I, I disagree because like they're like drowning, was, man. No, I think this a, a bishop said this, and I read this on Twitter yesterday or today, and it was AEW is a buffet. It's literally mm. got something for everyone. You don't you don't yeah. have to like it. You don't have to even want to, to eat it, but it's there for somebody, right? Are death matches you or I's thing? No. Do we, no. do we know who Nick Gage is? Uh, ostensibly, like kind of, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. But can we appreciate it because of what's happening? Yeah, sure we can. Why, why couldn't we? You know, there's something for everybody, and that makes a big deal in comparison to how many roll-ups, Tony? You there know? has been 85 roll-ups this year in WWE television. <laughs> like, you know, so the idea that there's that's something. Just, that's just 85 roll-up wins, not how many roll-ups not there have been. Right. So you're you're talking that at least AEW is attempting to differentiate themselves. Whether you like it or not, it's different. And yeah. I think that is what it's going to add to its, its success. I do think they're drowning in talent. And I think a second mm-hmm. show is going to be a big deal. And I really, really, really think they're going to have to seg- segregate their talent pool. Really? Yeah. Badly. They have, they, they have it on multiple levels, right? So they've got, they've yeah. got a tier. They've got a, an, ab- first of all, they've got it on several levels, right? So they have like an abundance of like a plus S tier talent that they can't yep. even show single stars, single stars. Yeah. Below that, they've got an abundance of like a, tier talent that they can't showcase right yep. think about like your andrades and stuff like that like yep. Yep. not bona fide top billers but really good stars um then they've got an entire dark series of talents you know up and comers uh, and, and just yeah people showcase. that aren't really signed to the show right so but even think about yeah again contracts like I, I keep saying like a kip sabian right no Kip Sabian last mm-hmm. night. Where was Miro last night? No Miro last night. Right? Well, he so, cut a promo, but he didn't wasn't there. But, but you know what I mean? Like, there, where was the where was the pretty boys that Darby was feud, feuding with? Granted, they, he killed right. one of them, but that doesn't he doesn't kill Scorpio Sky. Where's Scorpio at? Right. So the idea that they've yeah. got all this talent segregating the show would I think make writing it a little easier. Granted, it might make it a little tougher because then you only have so many people to work with. But at the same time. I think it's the right call because they just have so much talent. Well, they have so much talent and they're continuing to bring in. Yeah. Especially with the additions. If they're, if they're adding in uh punk and Brian, like, yeah. And you know, they're, they're bringing in talent, rate. right. And AW proper, they're crossing over talent between like impact and new Japan. Um, it just, man, 
I mean, they're, they are doing all the shit. Th- and it's like, I think at some Nick point Khan, to me, this feels like it's going to blow up. No, I think Nick Khan is doing the Vince McMahon thing, but instead of buying people, he's showcasing Tony people. Khan. And I, Nick yeah, Khan works for Vince. Sorry, Nick Tony Khan, Khan. Tony Khan. Yeah. Tony Khan. I think no, Nick, Tony Khan is, is doing the right thing. Instead of buying it promotions, he's showcasing those promotions within his own. So he's the one reaping the benefits. And I think that's a big deal. He's not dumb. So. Well, and, and they're doing way better than you could have possibly expected for a program a couple years Absolutely. in. I mean, they're, they're creeping up, if not regularly breaking that million dollar or that million viewer count uh, on Wednesdays. I think you're going to see at least several hundred thousand on their Friday shows. So they're on the right direction and they're profitable apparently, right? They're not, they're not like drowning in debt or anything. So now that's granted great. a lot of that is self-funded <laughs> so uh sure but at the same time the fact that their ticket prices started at 20 25 bucks yeah i think know, they're doing all the right things for the fans uh breaking news um, kyle, schwarber, kyle schwarber just got signed to the boston red sox oh really i'm not super excited about that frankly but because yeah. he's we already have we already have a good left fielder so yeah they'll probably put schwarber as a dh but yeah. they got they got JD Martinez, you know. Um, uh, Max Scherzer and Trey Turner uh, to the Dodgers and a prospect package to the Nationals. Okay. Um, what a return. Let's wrap up some wrestling and jump into WWE. Uh, the, the big thing to talk about here is John Cena uh, has revitalized interest, including myself, in WWE. Did you, the, the, did you see the Paul Heyman thing? Oh, yeah. So good. That promo. Yeah, he comes out and just shits all over John Cena. And just, Cena oh, yeah, it was so good. Sings his way out. God, it was a yeah. vintage ball. Listen, uh, John let me tell you something. SmackDown is so good. SmackDown is right there next to AEW as far as I'm like. <laughs> I, I, that's actually not true. AEW is like a 10 out of 10 yeah. every week. And then SmackDown's but like Smack- a 7 or an 8. SmackDown's got the talent to do it, though. Like, like truly the talent level to do the, They've especially the, the fact that, well, and the street profits are back. Like I, I'd asked where yep. they were on the first big return show and they weren't there. And then they were at that, that festival that did not go over well. Um, yeah, but yeah. The fucking street profits are back. John Cena's back. Roman's there. Finn's fucking back. Like there's just so many, you know, things get worked. Ray and his son are still in the mix. Like there, there's still enough, uh, there's still enough interest in SmackDown, like Raw, Bobby Lashley, and Goldberg. Like, who gives a right. fuck? Yeah, you know, the, the thing about SmackDown is that the talent that's on there, you know, I think you can make an argument that it's the better talent in the ring, but I think what's undisputable is that you have, without question, the better talkers, the better promos, right? Uh, Roman, even though he's scripted, He's he's impromptu, right? John Cena obviously is just off the fucking chain with his promos. Like there there ain't a script in the world. John Cena's fallen very well, but you got Seth Rollins, you got Cesaro for good talents. Ao um, Street Prop, yeah, Sammy. Ko Sammy the Street Profits. Big E is great with the promo. Uh, I mean, everyone on there is a good talker. Whereas you go over to Raw and you got like fucking Bobby Lashley, Drew, Drew McIntyre. I mean, they're they're like MVP reading from the, the teleprompter. I don't care. 
no, not anymore. Uh, no. I, I did see that MVP, you know, so there was like a lot, um, there was a lot of like discourse going around because, uh, oh, who, uh, who was it that was kind of like getting canceled in WWE for like some recent, uh, legal issues. And then, uh, people were talking about like, look, look at the fucking roster. If you don't want to watch WWE, cause this guy's in some legal, legal trouble or whatever. Maybe it was Matt Riddle. Uh, maybe the whole like sexual allegation thing for like, that was like a month, months ago, years right. ago, maybe a year ago. It, and I saw this video. It was like, uh, do you, do you like MVP? Yeah. Did you know MVP was in fucking prison? Like for a bank robbery? Right. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Like, <laughs> what are you talking yeah. about? You ever heard of Booker T? You know what I mean? Like, come on now. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, you're right. SmackDown's actually pretty good. I'm excited to watch SmackDown tomorrow. Yeah. I'm excited to see what happens, especially after the end of last week's show. Uh, John, John Cena, though, to wrap that back up, he's gonna he's gonna fight Roman at SummerSlam, right? Yeah, I mean, all signs point to that being a thing. Even with last week's swerve, I, I still believe that to with, be a with thing. Finn. Uh, when do we get the Rock? I'm holding out hope. Man, the rumors are firing up that it's going to be at SummerSlam. But here's what I'm going to tell you: If Vince is continuing to let go of talent like Daniel Bryan and not try to go after yeah. someone who had a great run as in CM Punk, he needs something quick. I, I mean, I'm, I'm is, seeing his quick, his quick fixes aren't going to take care of it long-term. No. And, and often they bury what has been built up successfully for months. Right. Um, right. But I'm looking at this, like, I don't want to like, it seems too easy to say like, okay, John buries Roman, uh, uh, rock comes back to avenge the family right rock like it seems rock. yeah that seems too easy but then you're like well it's vince and it's wwe and they're doing 80 roll-ups in half a year maybe I mean, that's just how it's simple it is cena rock three isn't awful but at the same time cena rock three at a rumble sounds great with a Ro- with a roman versus rock wrestlemania you know what I mean? That's what I'm thinking is like, and Vince, Vince, I, you got to think Vince is convinced that he can do multi-month, if not a year buildup based on, I mean, look what he did with Hogan all throughout the 90, the 80s and the 90s. Like Hogan was with, never on house shows. He only wrestled pay-per-views, right? And he was the biggest megastar of all time. He did it with Rock exactly. one. It was and, a, and a year in advance. Yeah. To set up another year, right? So right. yeah, I, I, you can definitely, I think, do it. I think Vince is probably convinced that he can do that and, and just pay these guys to make promo appearances. Basically, maybe you get into a scuffle here and there. So right. it's, it's I, whatever, but I don't, I am not bought. Uh, I'm not buying in that the rock is going to be anywhere close to wrestling for a good long while. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm happy to let that be a surprise if it does happen. Yeah. I'm with you there. Uh, watched and played, man. We're hitting the two hour mark on, on the yeah. return episode, man. Wrap, wrap um, this fucker up. I mean, we talked about a request, so we can just bump that right out. Right. There's sure. been a, there's been a few things that I watched over the last month. Um, war of tomorrow on Amazon with Chris Pratt. That was fine. Into the height. Uh, the, uh, that musical Lin-Manuel Miranda musical on HBO. That was Okay. Um, I want to try Splitgate, which is a new, a new shooter. It's uh, kind of like Halo meets Portal, uh, multiplayer game. 
Did you did you end up watching like a trailer or anything after I told you about it? I didn't. I was neck deep in Death's Door, so I did not look at anything of this. But I, I just the idea of us playing a game together, you know, for the first time in months sounds okay to me. That's not Uno. Yeah, I know I'm with you. Uh, you know what? Fine, Listen, I, if you want to play some Uno, Uno every night, you know, I'm, I'm down, always yeah, down for some Uno, bud. Uno is down. Splitgate looks really good, though. I mean, it's it it is like Halo uh, multiplayer, but with like the mechanics of Portal, which sounds pretty sweet. And it's getting a lot of buzz, getting a lot of love. It's cross platform, cross play, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, and then I'll just lead. I'll end with Death's Door, so you can lead in uh, to Death's Door. We're having a great time with this. We split it. It's a dungeon crawler. Not really Metroidvania, but kind of Metroidvania. It's a Zelda. It's a Zelda-like, right? Yeah, you got to go back and forth. You know, you can't get to everywhere at once kind of deal. You got to get well, the right and skills, and then you go back and you find little hidden yeah, gems. Like, when I think Zelda, right, you think of, like, you've got your sword, you've got a bow, You've got a bomb yeah. and then you got a hook shot. Well, and that's what you have. And I guess I don't think in Zelda you get a fire spell, but you get a fire spell in this one. But you have all those things in this game that allow you yep. to further explore the different areas that you may or may not have already been to that then further what you're doing in the game itself. Um, this might be Surprisingly, my I'm into the lore of it. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm like reading. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, I'm I'm actually like reading the texts and like reading some of these like Reaper notebooks that are left around that you kind of find that give you an idea of what's going on. And I'm I'm digging the story, the idea that you're a Reaper, which is like kind of like basically a Grim Reaper. You go to collect the souls of of these people, right? And like you go to the different worlds and stuff. But I, I am having a good time. It's very, uh, how would you say like? It leaves you to your own vices. There are practically no directions given. There's no map. So I'm often finding myself just randomly walking around aimlessly trying to figure out what to do next. Here's here's my my question I'll pose to you because I personally am, am of the camp that no, I don't feel bad. But do you feel bad having to look stuff up at this at this at, at our age of like we love the mechanics. We want more of the game, our age. but we're, 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 we're just not getting where they're sending us. And I yeah, just like, want to do it hot, fresh. And now, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to fuck yeah. around with it. I just want to know it. And I don't, I'm not trying to look at everything. Just give me the general, like push, general direction. Push. Yeah, give me a little push. Yeah. And I'm good. So I looked at, I, figured out I finished that. I finished that first dungeon. I got the out of that dungeon. Witch. Turn yeah, turn turn the game off. Came back to it after a couple of days because I you know I had the the whole kidney stone thing, and so like I, I hadn't played it for like three days. I turned it back on and I was like I don't fucking remember where to go. I kind of vaguely remember there's three dungeons I got to do. So yeah, I just went and found a guide that was just like two sentences like take this door and head That's northeast. The then I was good. You know what Done. I mean? Yep, exactly. Yeah, and and I found it and I found some other things on the way too, and that was great. It was great Absolutely. fun. Um. I'm, I'm digging the grind. I haven't got the hook shot, which is, it is a little infuriating to be passing all of these things that you know you're going to eventually get and just be like, I don't have yep. that yet. When, how yep. can I go get that immediately? Uh, did you get Did you get the lightning hammer? I did get Thor's hammer, whatever the fuck it's called, but yeah. Okay. I also got yeah, the that's great fun. sword. I got the great sword tonight. Uh, see, you're a little further ahead. I, I haven't had access to that yet. I, uh... And and here's where I'll here's what I'll say. Like again, I think Death's Door is great. I really like this game a whole lot. I don't think it's 
I think it's just difficult enough to present a challenge that you have to learn exactly from. Exactly what I was going to say. Yep. But it's not like Dark Souls level of Europe. Like, I'm going to fucking completely sure remember every move. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you need to learn things and maybe, you know, change how you're doing stuff. But it's not, you need to know the dance moves, right? First step this, second step this, you know, Macho Man and fucking Steamboat. WrestleMania three kind of shit, you know what I mean? Um, and that's what I really appreciate about it is at the end of the day, the game is teaching you how to play it and you're excited to learn how to play it. And the reward of, of beating these levels. And it's super cool how the game will take you to an area, right? So are you at the frog? You're at the frog area right now. I'm guessing. Correct. So the frog area, you get there, right? And then you kind of wrap up the outside area and then you start the, the start the mansion or whatever the fuck it is, the dungeon. And then you yeah. wind up finishing the avarice part, right? Which is where you get your bonus, whether it's the hook shot, the fire spell, exactly where the I'm bomb, at. whatever, right? So you get the bomb after that one. And then you have to actually go back to where you were and utilize the skill you just got in a tutorialized way but also in a way that's going to help further you in the game so it's not a hey pause this is how you do this it's a hey go to the area you were just at because now you can access x y and z while still utilizing the brand new thing you just got and it just feels very intuitive to those natures um and then i really really appreciate that yeah it definitely has like the it factor that you're looking for in a game. Um, and I think about it during the day, like it's not, I'm not playing many games that often that I'm like, I want to play that game right now. Yeah. And I this is one. And it's super short. Like it's bite size. I think the, how long to beat's like 10 ish hours. Um, I'm yeah. Every like time I log right back in, I'm like, I'm like, Oh, I was at 10%. Oh, now I'm at 25. Oh, now I'm at 35. I'm like, damn it. Yeah. This is going to end too soon for me. I, I haven't looked at where I'm at right now, but I am at the, so I just went, um, I beat, the second castle or second dungeon, whatever got my, got the bomb, got the hook shot. Um, I guess maybe I beat the third. I think I beat the third avarice. I haven't beat the third boss. Okay. So I went to castle castle Lockstone or whatever the fuck it's called. Got all four of the souls. It's the I last, beat the frog the last dungeon. Um, beat the last. So I got that beat the last, whatever. And then I went through and found the guide to like, Hey, where do I need to go to get all four upgrades for all of my things? I want the bow upgrade. I want the hookshot upgrade. I want the bomb upgrade. I want the fire spell upgrade. I'd already done the fire spell upgrade because you basically do that. If you just follow the earn, which exit, like if you just go out that, yes. you find the little dude you find. Um, so I went through and did all of those. So I now have all of the upgrades for all of my weapons or at least all my abilities. And then I found, I found where the great sword was. And I was like, okay, how the fuck so do you I can, get So this? you can upgrade the abilities like the bow and the fire. Correct. So the fire, oh, yeah, I haven't the, figured that out. Yeah, the bow you can uh, basically you just hold it to make it stronger. The bomb you can throw and it doesn't hurt you, which I've never had it hurt me, but it can oh, hurt I you. I killed myself immediately. Did you? I've never had that happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, you you can kill yourself with that. Now, once you upgrade it, you Correct. can't. The fire spell burns people longer. Uh, and then the hook shot allow, which I haven't done this yet. Hook shot allows you to when you're in the middle of hooking onto something, you can swing your sword. So you can oh, okay. do a lot. You can fuck some people up while you're doing that. 
Um, I, found, <laughs> I found that great sword. Yeah. I found the great sword and was very confused as to what I was going to, how I was going to get it. And there's a little hint that's like, Hey, buried underneath the wood, there is a secret very vague. Uh-oh. And I was like, I don't know what this means. And it was like, okay, over here, there's definitely, and I was over there fucking around. Cause there's like this big bridge. And I was like, it's gotta be down here, but nothing's glowing. Like lo- normally in this game, it's very much like, yes. No. Hey, motherfucker, look right at here. Me. like it's not it's not too crazy hard right this was not blowing at all but i was like there's got to be something over here sure enough i looked it up you throw the bomb at this area right here small little again very zelda like blow up a doesn't look like this can blow up area go in hit a lever hit those four times find the great sword whatever so i now have all the weapons um and i'm on the way to the castle to try to find beat the last boss. And then there's apparently a, I keep seeing online. There's a true ending. So I don't know what that uh, means yeah. or how to get that, Duh. but not only will there be a regular ending, once I'm guessing you beat all of that and go into death's door, there will be more, but you gotta way, beat the lock. Too much- right. That guy, that guy's a fucking heel. Yeah. The it's main, the main the lock, like dude. lock yeah, face gotta guy. Be the, yeah. Gotta be the lock face guy. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, not too much more to say. I love death's door. I think it's great. And I'm glad we bought it. Definitely a contender for game of the year. For me, it is. Uh, and I, this, that's just to say there hasn't been a whole lot of games that I've played this year that I've liked. Granted, I haven't played uh-huh. Resident Evil 8 yet. I own it, but I haven't played it. But outside of that, um, Do stuff you, I've watched. Uh, you want to talk about anything else? Yeah, I'm just blow through. I watched more UU. I got through the, the tournament stage, saw that to its conclusion. That was cool. Now we're into the, um, hey, I was, I'm a student, but I'm super powerful shit, which is weird. Um, um, you're, you're right. There's definitely a big drop off of like, you've kind of seen all of UU once the tournament's over. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So the, the next I don't know angle of Sinsway is not, isn't like bad, but it's not. And, and like the psychics and stuff, it's not bad, but yeah. it's not great. It, uh, it just it's it's just not the same. So we'll see. I might switch up animes and start something new. Um, I watched this Netflix docu series called This Is Pop on Netflix, which is about pop music. Uh, for the most part, pretty good. A few good episodes in there. There's like six parts. I think I watched four of them. Um, very interesting if you like that kind of stuff. Like the first episode is about uh, like boys to men and essentially their um, big rise to uh, pop- popularity and how. Basically, they were pretty popular, but once all of the white boys did what they were doing, they got way more popular. You know what I mean? Yeah. 98 Degrees, Backstreet, NSYNC, like they all did what, like literally what Boys to Men was doing, but got way more popular. You know what I mean? So um, did that. They talked about Swedish pop, like how all that pop house music comes out of Sweden and and all that stuff. Some pretty interesting things. Um, I also watched... Uh, Woodstock 99 on HBO Max, which you need to watch. Very good. Okay. Very, very good. Uh, documentary about Woodstock 99 and how it was just basically destined to fucking fail. I, I, it just, just destined to fail. Uh, but very, very interesting and I think worth a watch. Uh, and then I watched Bill and Ted 3 and it was bad. So, okay. Uh, what do you got for walk ons? Any, anything? Uh, Tony, you see this right here and people can't see it, but I got a big, big cut in the bridge of my nose. Um, I went out yesterday, uh, before it got ridiculously hot. I mean, it was already hot, but I I woke up like nine, put away some laundry and, uh, stuff in the house and then went outside to, I did, uh, kids weren't home. They were out, they were over at uh, a friend's house. 
Yeah. Got up and was like, okay, I can mow the lawn, but it's way too hot for that. I went and got gas for the lawnmower so I can do that. But I had the electric chainsaw and knew I needed to cut some branches off a tree. Okay. First branch, first branch I cut, swung down, clocked Whacked me right you. in the fucking face. <laughs> yeah, like, you're an idiot. That's for sure. If, if that's not the sign that I should just not use power tools, I don't know what is. I I, I did get the rest of them cut, but boy, the first thing that the happened to me. Gravity, right? Yeah, the first thing I did was cut a tree branch that whacked me right in the face and made me bleed. I was like, yeah, yeah, I shouldn't do this. So there's your walk on. I'm an idiot. Well, you know, gone, gone in 60 seconds from gone, the power tools, too, you know? <laughs> yeah. 160 seconds. And That's all it about it. All right. All DTS Podcast 102 in the books. Probably going to be called Gone in 160 Seconds. Uh, my name sense. is Tony. I'm Derek. Welcome we, back. Uh, we out here. We out here. See you in a month. <laughs> I hope not.